0: Hello, my iNightmare of Genies! This is your YappledApple host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith and his Prince of Boo-Boo-Baboo, Beware the Hairy Mango! As a word of warning, you may want to skip today's show, because it's going to get gross, folks. Today's story is all about enjoying your food again and again. If your favorite waitstaff is tripping over itself to serve you again and again, it may seem like they're serving Dinner for Floor! Dinner for Floor by Matthew Sanborn-Smith Charlie loved his dog Bowser, and Bowser loved him. But don't think Charlie didn't notice that Bowser seemed to love everyone else as well. His dog was mankind's best friend. Charlie was a jealous master, but he wasn't cruel. Try as he might, he couldn't take out his hurt feelings and rage on his dog. He drowned his sorrows in drink instead. Then he redrowned them in alcohol. Once his toxicity had reached intolerable levels, he had himself dragged home where he puked on his floor and passed out. Charlie awoke hours later to find that Bowser had just arrived home after a debaucherous night of licking other people's hands and was now eating Charlie's vomit. It was particularly disgusting as the vomit had been there all night and was cold now. But if his dog was going to eat it anyway, Charlie might as well streamline the process. From that night on, he took Bowser to the bars with him so he could throw up just about anywhere and have it cleaned up before the bouncers threw him out. He bought a little orange vest for Bowser and wrote service dog on it in permanent marker. A strange thing happened when Charlie threw up that night. First of all, he blew his chances with his Tinder hookup and owed her a new pair of shoes. But secondly, it wasn't only Bowser that feasted on his regurgitated garbage. other dogs had wandered in off the street to get a taste for themselves. And this happened every night after. Strangely, Bowser didn't seem jealous of all the other dogs giving Charlie so much attention, but maybe dogs weren't like that. That would explain all the doggy-collar parties Bowser hosted back at their place, and why Charlie's hot tub filtration system was always clogged with every color of dog hair imaginable. Maybe Charlie just needed to loosen up a bit. Or maybe not. Because, as the nights passed, people watching the dogs go crazy for Charlie's puke would invariably comment, must taste pretty good, which would get a chuckle or two. But one night, one drunken asshole decided to give it a try for himself. He got down on his hands and knees, pushed a couple of the smaller pooches aside, and lapped up a puddle of Charlie's vomit. He looked up with a slimy face and said, I was right, this stuff tastes great. Soon other people joined in and Charlie was the most popular person in the bar. Somehow Charlie's bile added the flavor to pre-chewed food that people and dogs never knew they'd been missing. One lady complained, I don't want to eat it after the dog's been in it. And so Charlie made some puddles for canines and some for humans just to keep everyone happy. Charlie never had to pay for another drink or another order of deep fried whatever it was from the kitchen. Charlie's biggest problem now was recycling enough greasy food to make all of his new friends happy. But when his liver well finally ran dry, he realized they weren't really his friends. They only loved him for his puke. Now Charlie was jealous of his vomit. His fears were substantiated the next night when his vomit ran off to Saint-Tropez and eloped with his former Tinder hookup. If this story drank you under the table, you should consider marrying it and other friendly tales at the website of the vomit, bewarethehairymango.com. Sit squishily in the comments for this post or melon email me and we'll save up our milk money at matthew at bewarethehairymango.com or describe how we smell after the big cantaloupe festival at bewarethehairymango at gmail.com. Whenever we fail to get something across, the SF and SF signal stands for sunken ferry after the boat that was inspired by the little engine that could learned that it couldn't. Oh wait, I spelled ferry wrong. I'm afraid Oberon is dead, everyone. Look what you've made me do. I've tweeted all over myself. Follow me at twitter.com upwithgravity and together, as God is my witness, we will get me changed out of these pants. Alright, I'll be the first to admit that I hardly ever visit BeWareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com anymore. Well, maybe the fourth to admit it, but I do go there once in a while and since you've never been, there'll be a bunch of new-to-you jazz. I'm sure you'll find something terribly entertaining there, if you've got absolutely nothing else to look forward to in life. I think you'll agree that giving me a few dollars of your money is better than giving it to a big corporation or government. I'm not saying don't pay any of your bills, I'm just saying don't pay a small part of one bill. This podcast glad hands sheeple 24-7 so has no time to do anything else, which is okay because it's actually forgotten at this point that it was running for office and wouldn't know what to do if it ever won, but damn those strange hands feel so sweet, like an electrically warmed Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share Like 4.0 international license. Until Bilbo opens his heart to his illegitimate son, Hobo, this will snake through the rocky canyons of Matthew Sanborn Smith's breasts and remind the Americans in my audience that a kilogram equals the combined weight of 1,000 grandmothers. Good night.